Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Hello, improv lovers and podcast listeners. This is Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv, with Trent Dozier here with a special message just for you. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area or are planning to be by next Thursday, former guest of the show Cameron Hurt and I are putting up a live show. That's right. Live comedy. It's back. It's called Cam and Trent's Family Reunion. It's a comedy variety show this month featuring Caleb Heron, Holmes Holmes, Taylor Ortega, Olivia Perry, Stevie Shale, Spencer Higginson, and of course, me and Cam. The show is on Thursday, February 24th at 7 p.m. at the Lyric Hyperion, and tickets are just $10. The ticket link can be found in the notes of this episode of the podcast or in the Instagram bios of either Cam or myself, at Mr. Cam or at Trent underscore Dozier, respectively. Uh, tickets can also be found at LyricHyperion.com, but I do know they were going uh, over a bit of a website overhaul, so it might be easier to go to the links that I just said <laughs> on Instagram or the link in the show notes. Uh, if you're free to come, we'd love to see you there. If you feel comfortable being there, we'd love to have you. Uh, and with that, please enjoy 2022's first episode of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier with special guest Meredith Weir. <laughs> Everybody, what's up, Twitch? What's up, Twitch.com slash the Trident Network, or what's up to podcast listeners who are listening to this in the future, not joining us live? Uh, this is I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. I am the titular Trent Dozier. Happy to be back. Thank you, everybody who is joining us live now for joining us live, and thank you, everybody in the future for joining us in the future. Uh, hope everybody had a great break. Obviously, we uh, haven't done a show since mid-December, I think. It's been like six or eight weeks, something like that. Um, but here we are. We're back. We're back. We love improv more than ever. We're happy to be doing it. We have a incredible guest that will be joining us in a matter of moments. Uh, but first, before we get into it, we got to introduce the one, the only, the technical support of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, Val Agnew. Hello, Trent. I'm so happy that we're back. Oh, me too, Val. It's been too long. It has. How, uh, How do you feel being able to hear your was, theme song for the first time? I was going to say, uh, longtime listeners will know that typically uh, I, I dance to start the show and then I say... Uh, I always ask Val if I can stop dancing because I can't hear the music. But uh, while we were on break, Val didn't even – I didn't even give this to her as an assignment. She just took it upon herself. I can now hear the music that everybody else hears. So it, it was great. It was incredible. It, what a moment. 
<laughs> did you did you think um, me being able to hear the music uh, enhanced my dancing or took away from the magic? I think that when you couldn't hear it, you were more freewheeling. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you could hear it, you were more on the beat. Sure. So there were pluses and minuses. Yeah, I certainly tried to sync my body to the sounds. Um, I don't know how that came across. Um, if you're watching us live right now here on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network, uh, show Val some love in the chat. Maybe uh, leave some comments about how you think my, my dancing was in the chat. Um, and also, we have some big Trident news chat related. Uh, I Love Improv with Trent Docher is, of course, a part of the Trident Network, a three-pronged provider of entertainment. Um if, if you are in the chat, we have new emotes that you can use. New Trident-specific emotes with our Trident mascot, the Party Dolphin. Is that correct, Val? Oh, that is so correct. Why don't you throw some in the chat right now? Let the people see what they're missing. <laughs> they're all in there. Great. Um, if you would like to become a subscriber to the uh, Trident Twitch channel, there are more shows than just my show that stream on here. Um, we would love if you would hit that, uh, purple, is it purple subscribe button somewhere yep. down here you got it. in this general mm-hmm. region? Um, yes. or also, is this still a thing, Val? If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can get one free subscription, uh, to a Twitch stream. And so why not make it the Trident Network? That's right. Every month you can support us at no cost to yourself. Perfect. Um, Okay. Are we ready to get going, Val? I mean, I am. Oh, wait. One more thing. Please. Our party. Oh, yeah. invite everyone to our party. Uh, sure. Do it now. I, w- I was going to save it, but we can do it now. Oh, okay. No, you can save it. I'll save it, but I'll also, I'll also do it now. March 4th. <laughs> March 4th. Put the date in your calendar now. Um, is the one-year anniversary of the formation and beginning of the trident network so march 4th will be the trident network one year birthday party yay um there's gonna be a really fun stream going on here here on this channel um but we'll talk more about it at the end but take some time to mark your calendars for that right now um but first we gotta do a little bit of improv uh, and in order to do improv, we got to bring on my guest for this week, someone who I love as a person, love as an improviser. They are a great improviser. They are also a great teacher. And I think most importantly, they are someone who, like me, uh, likes to talk about improv. So I'm very excited to have them on to be able to do some improv and to talk about some improv. It is Meredith Weir. Hey, Meredith. Yeah. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, if you're in the chat, say what's up to Meredith. And if you're in the chat and related to Meredith, tell her how much you love her, huh? How about that? And if you're if you're in the chat and related to Meredith but can't figure out how to use the chat, text her later and tell her how much you love her. How's that all? Does that all sound fair to you, Meredith? Yeah, that, I think that hits all the boxes that you could have hit. Um, uh, I was I was kind of hoping Meredith wouldn't notice this in our pre-production meeting uh but she did because it's recognizable as you can probably see now i am wearing uh, my gwinnett mercy university athletics polo uh my partner and the creator of the i love improv with trent dozier theme song nia d'amelio her mother is the current president of gwinnett mercy university which is why i have a shirt however the reason i wore it today is because 
a uh, an alumnus is joining us today. It's Meredith Weir. It's Meredith. It's so true. I think it's so important to note how small of a school Gwen it is, mm-hmm. and that we found each other. It is. Um, it's crazy through that connection. Yeah. Yeah. And you found each other in Chicago, not in yeah. in Pennsylvania and anywhere. Yeah, because I happen to be wearing some of my Gwyneth swag around. Incredible. And I'm wearing some Gwyneth swag yeah. now, and that'll lead me yeah. to a great improv scene with you right now. But first, before we do improv... <laughs> That's good, because I wasn't ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, the look on your face said, no, I'm not ready. I see, we, we met, and you said, we'll get a suggestion, and you didn't yes, do that. We, we do need a suggestion. Um uh, here at I Love Improv, we like our suggestions to be robust and informative. So, for example, instead of giving us the suggestion of uh, cork, we would like something more specific like um, uh, Trent and Meredith uh, own a winery together, but they're also in the midst of a divorce and and also Meredith has a club foot. You know, stuff like that. Something more speci- more specific. The more specific the better. Um now, if you have never seen me and or Meredith play, uh maybe what I'm about to do right now will help inform the type of suggestion you want to give perhaps because right now Meredith, you're in the chair where you have to sit and receive compliments. Are you ready? I think so. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is the portion of the show where I tell my guest what I love about them as an improviser. And when it comes to Meredith, there's certainly quite a bit to love. As I said, off stage, she is someone whose uh, improv mind I love to engage with because Meredith is the type of person who not just improv, I, I think you're thoughtful in all areas, but this is an improv podcast, so I'll focus on improv. Uh, you are very thoughtful about improv and not only the moves you make, but the moves that other people are doing. And you're, you just have a great, uh, you're like a, a point guard in basketball. You have great vision. You can see what needs to happen in a show, whether that needs to come from you or someone else. I just think your, your fundamentals are great. On top of that, as an improviser, I love watching you do improv because I don't know that you always tap into this, which makes it feel even more special when you do. But I feel like most of the time you're very low-key, even-keeled. I feel like a lot of Meredith characters are very close to Meredith in real life. Um, but when you crank it up and you're – I've seen you crank it up to 100 a couple times. It's just like you're – I feel like you are – so genuinely funny and in a way that not a lot of Chicago improvisers are you're you're way more like dry and biting and hard-hitting in your in your comedy and I uh, I love that because I feel like that's an area that I specifically lack in um and also uh but I not and also but also it's it's great to watch you just like have these extremely grounded scenes. You could you are the type of improviser that could easily improvise with anybody. And that is something that I always try to achieve or strive for. Um, and I think it's something that you do with such ease that anytime I get to watch you improvise or on the rare occasion, like today when I do get to improvise with you, I look forward to it all day and then I cherish it as it happens and I get very sad when it ends. Uh, so those are my compliments towards you, Meredith. Do you agree or disagree? 
Uh, I, that was, you said it would be uncomfortable and awkward and it was, but I very wholeheartedly appreciate <laughs> mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, that is so kind and generous you to say. I do like to keep my uh, dialing up to 100 at a minimum to, uh, you know, make it special. Yeah. And like I said, it, it honestly is. It's incredible anytime it happens. And I feel like it's, it's rare. And when it happens, it's great. Not that, not that grounded self to, uh, close to self Meredith is, is bad. Cause as I said, I don't think that's the case. I enjoy that a lot, but I feel <laughs> yes, like yes. you you lay a trap where you watch Meredith do improv for six months, and then all of a sudden, month seven, she's going crazy on stage, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, delicious." Uh, okay, well that's that's what's great about Meredith. So now it's time to get those uh, thick, verbose suggestions from our. Uh, friends in the chat. So if you're in the chat right now, if you haven't done so already, if you want to throw a suggestion into the chat for the scene that you would like to see Meredith and I do, that would be great. We would love that. Also, there is about a 20 or so second delay between what I am saying to you in the chat, what you're hearing. So uh, we'll just... We we already have so many Oh, perfect. (laughs) And I want... To merge them somehow. Um, oh no. Okay. Um, first of all, we had a first time chatter give a couple suggestions. O4 minivan. O4 minivan. Thank you. Minivan, for, thank your, you. for your suggestions. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I, okay. I'm going to merge as many of these as I possibly can. Val, I cannot uh, see the chat, so you do whatever you want to do. Uh, Okay. I can see the chat. I brought it up. I hope I'm not cheating, <laughs> but I'm very excited. No, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're not cheating. Um, okay. Trent and Meredith are lost in space. <laughs> One of them is secretly an alien. Um, and they are. You are also. Uh, Meredith is also Trent's boss <laughs> on, on the spaceship. Okay. Uh, but you're also friends. Okay. <laughs> We're also friends. Okay. <laughs> this was given. This was detailed. Okay. Uh, and have some fun. Great. Thanks, Enjoy. Val. Thank you, everybody, for your suggestions. Did you secure the airlines? Airlines are now secure. Everything's secure now. Everything's secure. Okay. Everything's locked down. We shouldn't lose anybody else. Okay. <laughs> All you have to say is affirmative. You don't have to do that right. where you affirmative. When I ask, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I didn't mean to say more. I just did want to let you know we won't be losing any more crew members now. Affirmative. Yeah, they're gone. I don't. They're gone and they're done. Yeah, they're done. Okay, so I don't. So to us, they're they're dead. Let's not even bring them up again. Affirmative. If if we find our way back home, then maybe, maybe. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to retract my question because I feel like you were about to answer it. Affirmative. Uh, when we get home, maybe we'll hold some type of ceremony for all that lost. But right now, we got to take care of one and two. Okay? That's us. Yeah. Is that why you're raising your hand or do you have a question? I just wanted to confirm that you did answer my question that I never asked. Affirmative. Thank you, boss. Great. Okay. Now. If everything's secure and we're drifting at the rate we're supposed to be drifting at, we can just chill. Okay. I do. I should I you 
Everything's secure, but I didn't check our drift rate. Should I check that? I checked that. We're good. Oh, okay, great. Affirmative then. And and now, at ease. We can be friends again. <sighs> great. I don't. Uh, I feel like our work life balance is a little off because we're equals as life, but in work we're not. Does that make sense? Yeah, and we just. Yeah, I know. And we keep putting ourselves in super stressful situations where I have to be bossy, you know, mm -hmm. and as a, you know, and as a person, mm -hmm. it's hard for women people to be bosses without seeming bitchy. That's like a shame. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying that. I know I'm saying that. Okay. I just, I just want to know that just want you to know that I know that that's a stereotype that humans have and i am aware that they exist and i want to just make sure that i don't you know cross any lines that i'm not supposed to okay well i do think maybe you know what i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna propose another retraction to myself and not throw out the suggestion i wanted to suggest you see what that was i just left you space to give your suggestion but I, I'm retracting my suggestion. I don't want to suggest it. Okay. Well, as a boss, give me your suggestion. Okay. I, I affirmative. I will. Um, I was going to suggest that if you, because you're the boss, made me also an equal boss, then our work life levels would be even, and so it it would be an even playing field across the board, both in our off the work relation off the clock relationship and our on the clock relationship. However, I would like to retract that suggestion and never suggest it in the first place because as you said, it's harder it's harder for 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 women uh humans to be um you know the uh, the 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 boss. So I don't want to I wouldn't want to take that from you because we are friends and I don't want I don't want I don't want you to think that I'm just using you to try to climb to the top of NASA because I'm not I only signed up to be an astronaut because you were signing up to be an astronaut, and I just kind of lucked out that we both like space and stuff. Marcus? Yes. I think what you just proved is that you have grown. Okay. Affirmative. So I'm really glad that I gave you this. I'm really glad that I gave you the space to talk because it seemed like you already had that before you talked, and you you really have just realized the challenges that women face versus the zero challenges that you face. Yes. I've, I've faced zero challenges. Yeah. I had to pass aside. I had to pass less tests than you did to become an astronaut. Yeah. That is bullshit it, by the way. It is. And when I, and when we, when we figure this out and when we get back, I'm going to go talk to the boss of NASA both of our both of our bosses and i'm gonna say this wasn't right courtney is smarter than me yet i only had to take half of the tests that courtney had to take yet somehow i didn't get the boss position which i'm not mad about clearly i don't deserve the responsibility nor do i want the responsibility the number of our uh, compatriots that i have killed over the last 24 hours on accident 100 percent of them have been accidents but 100 percent of them have been my fault so i can recognize that um but you know this isn't i didn't want any of this i just wanted to hang out with my best friend in space that's that's all i wanted i can't believe we're in this freaking mess 
It's it, I it's okay. We've got everything secure, everything's locked down. We're drifting on the proper on the proper pace now, and um I think we should be good. We're not we're not Matt Damon. You know, we're not just going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, I think in theory sure, but if anybody was going to Matt Damon the situation, it, I you know, it would be me. Just because me and Matt Damon have the most similarities. Maybe not like physically body type wise necessarily. Like he's definitely he's definitely like taller and more handsome, but base levels, we're both white guys and shit just works out for us. So yeah. So maybe And you're a botanist. Yeah, and I'm a botanist. And that's kind of the one that would be more of the link between me and Matt Damon's character in that in the movie space. What was the name of Marsh, the, the Martian. Martian? Yeah, the Martian. Martian. Dang. I wonder if we'll see any Martians out here. That'd be crazy. There weren't any. There, there weren't any Martians in that in that movie, which to me makes it fully false. Well, I think the implication was that he was the Martian because he was living on Mars. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> that, I'd never, that I'd never thought of. Well, I mean, you know, you call people who live on Earth Earthlings, I guess, or or human beings, I guess. But what are what are people from Venus? Venetians? I think that's a that's an Italian. <laughs> uh, what the? Hey, let me ask you this, Marcus. For real, we got this beautiful view. Yeah. Right. Wow. Come on. Do you think there's any other life out there? Do I think there's life out there? I'm an optimist. And what would you do if you met a person that was not a person, but alive? Because I think person is a name reserved for like homo sapiens. Okay. As opposed to any type of uh, extraterrestrial, if you will. I feel like I interact with dogs pretty positively, so... I like to think meeting an extraterrestrial, you know, I unless unless they were, you know, coming for me negatively, then I would react negatively. But if they came at me like a dog comes at me, you know, happy and wanting to play, I, you know, I I would I would meet that with happiness and 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 playfulness. Okay. And how would you feel if one of them purposefully kidnapped you and derailed a NASA mission so that they could take their best friend back to their home planet. Would you be mad? I I don't want to jump to conclusions, but it does sound <laughs> that does sound like a fun adventure. Uh I do I do only have Barry watching my rabbit for two weeks, so that would be a little bugaboo in the situation, but otherwise, I did. This is a really fun hypothetical conversation that we're having, Courtney. But I did want to bring your attention to the screens. I I was noticing that it we appear to be on a on a trajectory for Pluto, and not not back on a drifting trajectory towards Earth. And I'm not really. I think maybe we should. F I I'm of course just a botanist, so I don't know. But I think maybe we need to. You need to look at the drifting coordinates again. I brought Bugaboo because I know how important he is to you. 
And I just want you to know. Here, you can take them. <laughs> My bunny. <laughs> and I just want. Who loves carrots, bugaboo? Who loves celery, bugaboo? Who loves lettuce, bugaboo? Who loves all the vegetables? It's you, bugaboo, bugaboo, bugaboo. Rabbit kisses, rabbit kisses. Rabbit kisses, rabbit kisses. Okay. Hmm, I wonder if Barry's been texting me about bugaboo not being at my apartment. Sorry. Marcus, I feel like you're missing the yeah. I feel like you're missing the big thing I'm trying to tell you. What's going on? I feel like you're really struggling to connect the dots here. You just gotta lay it. Here's the thing about me and all botanists. I'll make a generalization here. All botanists need the dots fully connected for them. We can't just jump from A to D. You gotta go A to B to B to C to C to D. I just it's it's who we are. Okay, in brief. Mm-hmm. I was sent to the Terran planet of Earth to evaluate people and determine who I think would be a good fit uh, to help repopulate our planet, Plusarion, which you guys call Pluto for some reason. I don't know why you wouldn't just use its full name. It's like somebody already knew it was a name and then you just made it a shorter version of a name that's not the name. And I don't know who got that it's just a pet peeve of mine that that happens. Sounds but... like that was a decision <laughs> made by a white American male. Probably. Anyway, I was supposed to find somebody who was pure of heart. And I just, the moment I saw you interacting with Bugaboo and uh, Ratatat before Bugaboo, I just knew that I had to convince you to get into the NASA program. I was the one behind you only having to take half the test because I knew if you had to go through zero gravity training, you wouldn't have made it at all based on our exit of Earth's atmosphere. I'm starting Just... to think if I had some zero gravity training, maybe some of our compatriots would still be alive, but I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I should also let you know that those compatriots were planned to die on this mission, but I... Um, I sought them out from Argentina and knew that they were um, ex-Nazi men, uh, so they're okay to be dead. I did think it was curious uh, why all of the people were, all like were like 95 years old. Yeah, I know. But I just wanted to make sure that it was, you know, a wholesome transition of Okay. That I wouldn't feel guilty about going back to my planet as a murderer because we're not murder people. Okay, let me. We're not even people. Let me see if I have all this straight. You, Courtney, my best friend for the last 15 years, have kidnapped mm -hmm. me and my rabbit Bugaboo to go on a NASA space mission to the planet Plusarion, known as Pluto on Earth. Because you need to repopulate Plusarion? Yes. So, so there is something between us then. <laughs> I knew it. I, mean, I, I, I told you, Bugaboo. I knew she liked me. Oh. It's, it's just that before 
because I was in a leadership position, it didn't. Oh, can we? It didn't make sense. We still can't be together because you're my boss then. Oh, no, I'm not actually a member of NASA at all. I've been uh, borrowing this person's body the whole time. I actually look like this. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't <laughs> didn't mean to yell as a reaction. I, but you did. But you did yell. But you did yell. It was just, it was just my natural <laughs> reaction. You kind of look like you kind of look like if Pennywise the clown was a turtle. But not, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm going to have to show my true self to you at some point. You you did. I feel like you have over the last 15 years, right? At least your true inside self. Yeah, I'm the same person on the inside. So I guess what I'm asking is... Despite our work relationship, is there room for our personal relationship to evolve, specifically sexually? I, I think so, but I, I'm going to have to teach you some of this anatomy. Okay, so what? Um, where on your body are the sex holes? Uh, where the human ears are. So you have two sex holes like a human. Uh, no, we have six sex holes. Oh my god. Oh my god. God? Is God even real? Does God exist if, if other life forms exist? Um, we don't believe in like religious anything on our planet, but we do have spiritual guides. My mom made me go to church every day. My whole life. Every day? Every day. <laughs> that's that's a lot of church. Yeah. I uh You can believe in whatever you want to believe in. On Plutarius we don't care about we don't have wars over religion like you guys do on Earth. I can't think of a single event that would cause you that would cause a whole planet to need to repopulate outside of a war because of religion. Uh, well, basically what's happening is these tiny little microorganisms are taking light from the sun, which has caused our southern hemisphere to completely die from a vegetation standpoint, and it's no longer suitable. Um, we have figured out how a way to reverse engineer the microorganisms, and this is exactly uh, like this is exactly this like the Martian. But if Matt Damon got to have sex with aliens during the Martian, you're bringing me, a botanist, an expert in vegetation, to your planet. Plus, I get to have sex with the aliens. <laughs> all, all of the aliens, because we're not worried about any type of like genetic anything. Well. So your whole thought on monogamy might have to change. Well, because of my strict religious background, I am a strict believer in monogamy. Okay. Is there any way I could change your mind? I mean, to be fair, we have 
seven years until we get there. Seven years? So, yeah, well, uh, NASA's ships aren't as up to speed as I thought they'd be. Did you bring any rabbit food for Bugaboo? Well, yes, because it eats greens and carrots, and you're growing them in the South Bay, right? That's correct. You passed my test. Okay. 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 That's all it took. I'll be. I'll. I'll. Okay. I'll relent on my monogamy stance. Great, and you should know all of the other uh, women, if you will. They're not really women. They're just. We don't really have genders. That's um, fine. So all the other. Gender is a construct anyway, so I, I, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll stick it wherever. Great. But everyone is so nice. I think you're, it's just like a bunch of, you know, people that look like me and are me running around. To me, that sounds like the perfect planet. You know how to say all the right things, just the right time. That's the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the scene. <laughs> if you're if you are listening to this on a podcast in the future, what was happening was Meredith and I had started engaging sexually. <laughs> and if you're watching this live on Twitch right now, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, you had to see that. <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> boy, that was great. Oh, so that fun. was a great scene, Meredith. I I had a blast playing with you, which I knew I would. Um, uh huh. One of one of the reasons I love getting such a uh such a a hearty suggestion at the beginning is so that we don't have to, you know, it, you know the things we got where we were in space. One of us is an alien, and we're friends, and like immediately you started dropping those alien hints so i was like great taken care of i don't need to be the alien meredith is the alien and it just it i feel like because we knew that immediately we were able to uh get into it faster and kind of dig into the the uh delve into the relationship that we actually had a lot faster and a lot sooner um than we otherwise would so very cool <laughs> yeah but a, a thumbs I, I, up uh, i see <laughs> i didn't i didn't do that on purpose i don't know how that happened <laughs> because i'm on an ipad i didn't want to touch it i don't know where that came from um but yeah i think um one of the reasons why i love uh performing like with students when i get the chance which is like one of the is because they are always so nervous to make that decision. Yeah. And I never want to make that decision if I'm playing with somebody, you know, like I like doing the whole bringing one brick at a time, mm -hmm. but I'm playing with somebody more extreme. Mm -hmm. But when you play with them, like students or people who are just new to improv, they're too nervous or I don't know what it is, but they're just not getting enough information out that you can often be like, hey, listen, son, you did you, you had bad grades and I'm going to ground you. And that's our scene. Yes. Uh, it works that muscle really well. And I think having especially in this format, having all that context up front is like, uh, makes everything so much easier. Yeah, I totally agree. I also really very, very strongly agree with you that I also love to play with less experienced 
improvisers because of that exact thing where they I feel like inexperienced improvisers often have this like crazy kind of kinetic energy that they're just like throwing stuff at the wall trying to get laughs all the time and it's just so much easier to kind of ride their waves and just use mine or yours or Val's experience to just kind of be like okay let's calm down here and let's calm down here and it's just like yes kind of the the more uh off the wall they are the almost easier it is for us as the experienced players to not only gu- not only guide them through the scene but also like get laughs for just like reacting yeah. to the to the to the wildness that's going on you're like ch- yeah, yeah one- channeling it yeah yeah one of the first things um when i teach like like level two or level three students mm-hmm. is like that thought of avoiding throwing so much stuff at the wall i use this analogy yeah. that's like Pretend you're on an apple orchard, right? Like you want to take every apple off one tree and that's what a scene should be as opposed to like, oh, this might be funny. This might be funny. And like just going down a row of trees and picking an apple off every yeah. one. And I think that's like one way to like harness energy is to just keep them contained in like one idea. Yeah. Um, I hate that I'm talking about them like they're another species. <laughs> <laughs> they're just me. Yeah, yeah, seriously though. I mean, it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when I was the, an, an inexperienced improviser and just like throwing shit at the wall and something funny, something funny hit. So I'd be like, "Well, I guess I better name everybody Donald in the scene because that was really funny when I named the one guy yeah. Donald." And then you just kind of become one note, and you know, you every player has to go through growing pains as an improviser, and then. You either become us, where you keep doing it, or you stop after your level one class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that yeah. also makes me think oh. of like um, Harold openings, um, where mm-hmm. people would be like, "Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Here's an idea." Oh, okay, we like this fifth idea. Let's let's chase that in the opening, even though we've already killed a minute of our opening or whatever instead of like everybody yeah. just accepting like we've already picked an apple off of this tree why don't we just yeah finish off this tree? yeah exactly yeah so i i really like that analogy and it's so fun. it's so funny because you um you mentioned earlier that like i have this like dry wit or like i think i like my initial like i went to ucb and did all their programs and all their courses and stuff like that early mm-hmm. on um in my like in east coast improv training um and uh i think it they you know they do that they do the pattern game opening uh-huh. uh for like your for your lloyd teams and for your like herald shows as you're learning it through their levels and it's like i think i think of everything like every tool is important to have in improv so yes. it's like it's good to have the ability to talk about you know, name a hundred things and find the good thing that's there and run with it. Um, but I don't think people like utilize that skill set right when it comes to like a herald mm. opening. It's like, yeah, here's we're just trying to out funny each other for a while so that we can have, as opposed to that just being an exercise to train your brain into learning how to like figure out what's fun and follow it. Because I think a scene is like that. At any point in a scene, you can pick an avenue to like to go yeah. down, right? Like, um, 
And I think that's where like at the start of that scene with us, I was like, oh, this is pretty negative with me being bossy. And I wanted that not to be mm. the case because it's just more fun to be friendly. And so just being like, oh no, I'm just going to pick this idea and make us be good friends and our work relationship is aside. And I don't know, I find that helpful. No, I agree. To be able to just like move to what's important in any given time. Yeah. You want, oh, go ahead, Val. No, 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 go go, go, Val. (laughs) I was just going to say that I remember early on, like, I think that what you were talking about, Meredith, at least from my experience is like, when you're trying to find the funny and follow the fun, funny early on, you're using the wrong markers for what is funny. Yes. Yeah. Like you're, you're basing it on what the audience is reacting to, uh, you know, like the sort of external factors rather than like what's tickling you and what's tickling your mm-hmm. teammates, right? And your scene partners. And like, I think with time you realize like the audience is less important. Like they will enjoy themselves as long as you're enjoying yourself. Um, and like, I, cause I remember so vividly, like early on doing improv scenes where I'd like shift gears, like every five seconds, because I wasn't getting like an instant reaction, yeah. uh, to what I was doing. Um, and I was like, Oh no, uh, gotta do something else. And like trusting that the choice that you're making is okay. And even if it's weird at first, you'll figure it out with the people that you're on stage with, I think just comes with like time. Uh, an experience because you aren't scared of like what might come after a while yeah I I feel like a good exercise would be to do like a herald opening where you're doing all this like nonsense almost and then as a coach be like okay go that's your show follow that Mm -hmm. and then okay go follow that just to show that like it doesn't matter what you pick it all has the same amount of legs if you yeah because I think you're right it becomes the audience just starts laughing when people start out funnying mm-hmm. each other but that doesn't give the show any legs and i also personally hate that because i'm not i don't i don't work funny in that way like if somebody's like abraham lincoln and it gets a huge laugh i'm like okay who's a funnier president than abraham lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that doesn't, that doesn't ford gerald ford <laughs> no it's taft taft is the only yeah, it's right truman answer. it's got to be truman <laughs> that's also i mean that Val, what you said reminds me of like what we have talked about previously with you saying that Zoom improv has made you a better improviser because now you're not as worried about the audience. And I think that's I think that's totally true that as long as you're I've I think I've mentioned this before, like I would rather watch people who are clearly having fun with each other and like you know doing okay but they're having fun so it's more enjoyable for me than you know watching two people who think who think they're great but are just kind of like having a crappy scene and like not really listening to each other or or being super responsive to the audience stuff like that obviously you want uh you want to cater to the audience to a certain extent because you want to I feel like the point of the improv show is for them to have a good time and for you to have a good time. It's not for them to have a good time or for you to have a good time. You want both parties on stage and off to have an equally good time. And I think one follows the other. Yeah. 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 It's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite shows to see at IO was always the, the, um, I mean, it's not improv, but it, it was the, the showcase shows because, those like the audiences for those shows were just automatically built in 
ready to rock and be audience members and they're like yeah i know like four people doing characters tonight can't wait to see all of them can't wait to see what everybody else brings plus everybody who's in the show is already trying to you know bring their best stuff and just those crowds the energy in those crowds were always my favorite it was just automatic automatic synchronicity between everybody and like a lot of times i think those crowds could pick up uh you know a weaker showcase and also really elevate a strong showcase yeah i think that was the i did showcase one time and i one i still remember like every beat of it because i've never had an audience like react to me Mm -hmm. that way ever and it's just so much it's all of your friends are all excited for you they're all trying to support you um but it also gave me this false sense of like wow I'm going to be famous. <laughs> but it's like, it was like, it, no, it was an okay I did. show overall. And thankfully, I had Nicole to like bring me back down to earth. And was just like, it was good, but those people are, that's a hot crap. Yes, Meredith's fiance, Nicole Bragg. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, Nia actually did the reverse of what Nicole did for you, where my, I, I, I did it twice. And the second time I did it was right before the pandemic. It was literally that week. It was March of, it was the Wednesday before the world shut down. Um, Oh, you got to do yours? I know. (laughs) A lot of people didn't get to do theirs, but I got to do mine. Um, And it went really well, but I like hardly remember it as much as I remember the first one because it was like insane how hot that crowd was. And, you know, I had never done it before and, yeah, it was just like unreal. And then afterwards, we went out to dinner, and Nia was literally crying because we had to move to New York because I was about to be cast on SNL. This was <laughs> this was the first round. I didn't even make it past the first round, but the crowd was so hot, and everybody just reacted so positively. It's just like, yeah, that's that's a crazy a- any show where the audience is hot just feels great because, like I said, it can yeah. it can it can take good work to great work and it can take great work to the best improv you've ever seen or the best stand-up or characters or or whatever nia would like it to be known that sharna approached you after your set so you we were kind of a big deal yeah i was a big deal for all of one minute (laughs) yeah as you that's great though because sharna told me i was too monotone and i didn't change my character Oh, sorry. But I felt like I was bringing it all. <laughs> Yo, if you felt great afterwards, then who cares? I, you know, yeah. no offense to Sharna, but I don't know if the freaking train or golden ticket to, to SNL should have been running through her hands, you know? Maybe yeah. no. maybe yeah. 20 years ago or whatever, but I don't know. Talk about someone whose finger wasn't yeah. necessarily on the pulse. Okay, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, IO's coming back, so look um, forward to that. Go ahead, Meredith. I want to ask you Please. one thing. So I'm a big um, fan of Andy Weir. He wrote The Martian, and I'm not related to him in any okay, way. That answered um, my question. Um, <laughs> uh, but he also wrote another book that I just stole the plot from when I was talking about the My uh-huh. Planet, um, which is not cheating. To anybody listening, I believe that you can pull any of your knowledge and pretend it's your own when you improvise. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but then you were like, 
oh, this is exactly like, and then you said The Martian, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's read it, and he's going to call me out, but you had No, I had <laughs> I had not. Uh, it was like, it was just like another one. I haven't books. even uh, read or seen The Martian, let alone this other really? book. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, really? I, yeah, I don't know. Matt wow. Damon on a planet for two hours, I guess, didn't appeal to me. <laughs> I, if, I wanna see, if I want to see if I want to see Matt Damon doing weird stuff, I'll just watch a crypto.com commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's fair. But I really like the author, so I read the book first, so then I yeah. saw the movie. Um, but if you like reading, I would recommend it. Though his newest book just came out, it actually made uh, Barack Obama's uh, reading list wow. um, for 2021. Um, it's called Project Hail Mary. Is it a- Michael just read that on our honeymoon. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Is it another? So he is knows. it another he space? Uh, space based book. Yeah, it is, and it. They're making um, a movie. One thing that's already yeah, one thing that's really cool about this guy is he consults with like NASA engineers mm-hmm. and physicists and people to make sure that it's like as true as could be possible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, pretty good. Dang. Nice. Okay. Well, I guess. Would recommend. Sorry, I do. I stop talking money. No, talking no, about please. Books. We love. No. We love everything. Here. This show should be called "I Love Everything" with Trent Dozier, except for the, um, except for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. Go ahead, Val. I just want to say a couple of lines from the scene <laughs> that tickled me. Me and Matt Damon have the most similarities. I meant. I didn't mean me and Matt Damon. I meant of the people on the spaceship, me and Matt Damon had the most similarities. You both reacted like, mm, I don't know, do you? I agree. We don't look the same, but. And then uh, I have Barry watch. I only have Barry watching my rabbit for two weeks. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Meredith, when you were talking about like how you don't understand why everyone calls your planet Pluto, you're like, it, that's just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> it's, it's a pet peeve. Yeah the the concept the concept that somebody did figure out what the name of the planet was and then was just like, eh, I don't like that. We're gonna go somewhere. To be fair, that that is such an American white. Man oh, you know, yeah. some white guy did that. You know. <laughs> No, he did. And he's dead now because he was a Nazi from Germany who lived in Argentina, and now he's in space. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a really great choice. That was so funny. When you said Argentina, I was like, where is she going? (laughs) Yes, yes. And from that, I stole from history. Nothing I say is ever my Mm -hmm. Mm own. Yeah, hey. If, if you take one thing from this episode of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, take this quote from Meredith. When you're doing improv, you can steal anything from anybody. Doesn't matter. It's all made up, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, yep. well. Well, I think you can't, steal, you can't steal jokes. Right. I agree with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, like, someone's stand-up stuff. I would do someone's stand-up if I was forced into doing stand-up in the improv show. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sure. Then I would just do someone's. But don't you have your own like type five you could do? No, no, I don't. I don't do stand up. <laughs> I love improv is the name of the show. I love everything except doing stand up and the Los Angeles Dodgers with Trent Dozier. <laughs> That's it. the rebrand. That's the 2022 rebrand. Um. Okay, we're approaching the top of the hour here, so we'll wrap it up. We've had a lot of laughs here tonight. Um. And 
if you enjoyed Meredith, like Val and I certainly did, uh, here are a couple other places you can check her out if you're in the uh, greater Chicago area. Uh, Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. at The Annoyance in the show The Fishbowl, she plays with the Annoyance house team Sight Unseen, and I don't know, they're like the Annoyance improv team, or they're an improv team who performs at Annoyance. Yeah, it's like a lot of the uh, teachers at Annoyance. Either way, uh, The Fishbowl is a jam, so if you are an upcoming improviser, you can throw your name into the bowl, get to do some improv, and get to watch some really great improv. Um, I love jams. Uh, They're the best. Also, if you want to see Meredith, you can see her 8.30s, uh, 8.30s, 8.30 on Fridays at Logan Square Improv, which is just uh, reopening after the latest scourge of uh, Omicron as Meredith I don't know why I'm Meredith doing throws that. another <laughs> thumb emoji into into the uh, Zoom. I didn't touch anything. Uh, she, plays, she plays with the team Holy Goat there at the Friday show, 8.30s on Fridays. 8.30 on Fridays at LSI. And also at LSI, uh, Meredith is a teacher there. She will be teaching level two uh, starting again in April is when she's back in the teaching rotation. So if you can uh, pick her brain as a student. Uh, it's something I would suggest. Uh, Meredith, thanks for joining me today. I'm. I. It, uh, thank you so much for having me. Been guys. trying to get Meredith on the show for a long time, and due to scheduling conflicts, legitimate or fake, we'll never know. Uh, we couldn't do it until now, but I think she was absolutely worth the wait. What do you think, Val? Oh, All right, one hundred percent. One hundred percent worth the wait. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Uh, also, <laughs> as promised. More details regarding the Trident Network one-year birthday party, March 4th. Be here. Check it out. It'll be a stream sometime starting that day. We haven't locked down. (laughs) We haven't locked down. Much like the spaceship Meredith and I were on uh, about an hour ago, not everything was locked down yet, so we don't know. But once we (laughs) lock down that, um, it'll be a stream for, uh, you know, three or four or five hours or whatever um, throughout the day on March 4th which is a Tuesday, Friday? Friday. It's a Friday. Friday, Friday. Um, it'll be here on Twitch. There will be things like trivia. Um, there will be some videos. Val has talked about a Megapod. Don't know what that's going to be, but if you want to see what it is, tune in um, on the 4th. Um, also, just in general, um, outside of that special Friday stream, the Trident Network in 2022 has gone to a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, streaming schedule. So every Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, you can come here and um, uh, watch whatever's going on on the, the twitch.tv slash the Trident Network. I will be back in two weeks. Of course, next week you can watch the uh, short form improv show. No, they're on Tuesdays now. Just kidding. Trent. No, nothing. <laughs> is What's here next week then? Nothing? Uh, next week is. Nothing. Great. I'll be back in two weeks. You're correct. Don't show up. Don't show up next week. I won't be here. I'll be back in two weeks. Uh, but your podcast will be out next yes, week. Yes, the podcast of this, which if you're listening to this on a podcast, you already know. But if you're watching live <laughs> in the stream and you love the scene and the conversation, come back uh, a week from now, the podcast version of this episode of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier with Meredith Weir featuring Val Agnew will be released. Val, any final thoughts? Uh, well, since Trent refuses to self-promote about his other podcast, 
I'm going to. The Tournament Podcast has also made its triumphant return yes. uh, this week with a bracket all about the Winter Olympics, apropos, yes. as it were. Uh, and so you should definitely vote in there. Well, you should definitely listen to the podcast, and then you should Thank definitely you. vote uh, and make all their bracket e dreams come true. Yeah, and if you're hearing this on a podcast for the first time, sorry, you missed the tournament. It's over. But our something you can look forward to our next tournament is going to be uh, which on screen Batman is the best uh, on screen Batman. So something little Whoa. cool, something cool for the fans. Uh, it's Michael Keaton, right? <laughs> we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Why are you doing a podcast? Listen, about? my name. Listen, <laughs> my name's things. Matt Damon, and my best friend is Ben Affleck, and that's the best. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's enough of that. Val, thank you, as always, for everything you do. It's 2022, baby. Trent and Val, we're back together. Thank you for Woo! everything. And Meredith, thank you so much for being a guest. That was a, a great scene. I had an absolute blast. Um, and uh, the conversation afterwards was also great until you took us away from improv. Unbelievable. Can't believe you did that. <laughs> and a final a final thumbs-up emoji from Meredith. Uh, her hands were literally clasped. She did not touch anything. I don't know how that popped up. That's incredible. Um, okay, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you. Who was the suggestion from? Minivan 04? 04 Minivan. 04 Minivan. Combined. Which is which is a cousin of mine, so shout, shout out to Shout out to Meredith's yeah. family. Everybody make sure you love Woo. Meredith and, and text her and tell her how great she is. Um, that's it for me. That's it for Val. That's it for Meredith. That's it for improv for now. And remember, I'm begging you to remember, the year might be different, but the motto is the same. I love improv. Bye. Thanks for listening to I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen, and be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash the Trident Network. The I Love Improv live stream features technical support from Val Agnew. The theme music was composed by Mia D'Amelio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return on Wednesday, January 23rd, live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern.